Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. And we're glad that you're joining us. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've last podcasted. It's not just a feeling. It's reality. When was the last time? The last time was right before the election. No, so it's been been a long time. Well, uh, we've missed you, faithful listeners. (laughs) We actually had a few people inquiring about when we were going to do this. When's the next podcast going to (laughs) be? And it wasn't just our mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Do they listen? Does your mom listen? Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, Michael. Hello. I'm so glad you're listening. I just want to send my love out to you. I'll see you tomorrow. I know you're coming to get a haircut. (laughs) We should do like shout outs. That's what we should really do. We should do shout outs and then shout them out. And then tell people that we gave them a shout-out on the podcast. And trick them into listening. To trick them into really listening. Brilliant. That'll increase. That'll really increase our listenership. So let's do some shout-outs. Soon too. Shout-out to Tori Wales. <laughs> you, you do, let's take turns shouting out. Tori's in the hospital. Hope you feel she better. Is. Hope you feel better. That's a shout-out. That's a yourmomhasablog.com podcast shout-out. Tori. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> shout-out to Betty Edgington. Shout out to Betty. That's my mom. <laughs> shout out to mom. Who else? I didn't want to give your mom a shout out and not give my mom a shout out. Right. Who else can we give a shout out to? The last time you mentioned your mom on here, you were talking about how she forgot you at Red Apple School. Oh, so yeah. you probably. Well, thanks for bringing that memory up for her again. <laughs> you probably owe her more than a shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, come on. Let's, see, let's do another one. <clears throat> shout out to. Shout out to Jan Simmons, church secretary. Shout out to Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Grubbs. <laughs> shout out. You don't want to do any shout outs? Um, shout who's a, out who's to... Who's a really obscure Facebook friend that you could shout out to? Hmm. An obscure Facebook friend? Why do, why do they have to be obscure? Get a drink. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like someone that probably wouldn't listen. I've got a good shout out. All right. Shout out to Sarah Harrell, who I went to college with and somehow didn't realize that we should have been best friends. Yeah. Oh, I love her. And now we're buddies on I Facebook. I wish we lived in the same town. I know. She just had her big piano recital mm-hmm. for her students. Anyway. She's cool. So if you if you want us to give you a shout out on the next podcast here in a year or two, then <laughs> leave in the comment section of this podcast or Facebook so that you want a shout out, and we'll make a list and shout it out. We'll also do um, birthdays and anniversaries if you want us to. <clears throat> Not really. Anyway. So, uh, it's been since the election. I'm sure everybody's tired of talking about the election, but that was quite a night. So, um, uh, America is great again, and now it's been a few weeks or months or whatever since then. So, uh, we're all still here, so there was really no cause for such alarm. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll be monitoring the Trump presidency very closely 
from uh, our perch here in Olney, Texas. And uh, we'll see if he can make Olney great again. Olney's already great. <laughs> That's true. He Olney. needs to come to Olney and take notes about how to make Ooh. America great again. Ooh, man. <laughs> That's some mad props for our little town. But it is a great place to live. We love it. We love it so much in Olney. We're sick of it. We love it so much. <laughs> oh. Well, we did. We've we've had, we've enjoyed uh, getting into the holiday spirit. Yes, we have. We have um, several Christmas trees up. So we're we're in our our uh, studio uh, is actually our office slash living room. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we we have a couple of trees up in here. One is our Hallmark ornament featured tree. And the other one is a special tree that features Twas the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> With little red birds and musical notes. Chad, it's a dream of his to actually do some kind of videoed home tour. Ooh. Where he shows Ooh. off all the Christmas decor. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that dream. <laughs> We need to make that, that dream. That dream meant so much to you that you forgot all I about forgot it. I forgot all about it, but yes, we need to do that this year. But you can't do it if you're going to speak in that voice. Well, I thought you would, well, I mean, I will just do a little bit of the intro, but you'll do the most of the talking, just like the Pattersons do at Southwestern Seminary. This year, our tree features birds from all around the world. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> This year, we put up a flocked Christmas tree in our living room. We've that, also... was, that, that, has been, that has been one of my favorite things about Christmas so far is our flocked Christmas tree. Oh, man. So we got a great deal at Michael's. Now, I'll be honest. I'm a Hobby Lobby guy. I don't, I don't like Michael's. You don't? They get a bad vibe in there. They feel, it feels to me like they got left behind in the 80s. Mm. You don't feel that way about them? No, not really. Well, that's how. But I they feel. do Wilton cake decorating classes, which is totally eighties, right? 80, I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about Wilton or his cakes, but I do know <laughs> that that was like Michael's was one of those places you could go, like Pier One and Michael's in the eighties, and get those giant. Where they would like put these giant, like I don't know if they were feathers or leaves or what, and they would like put them in this big wicker basket, and you'd put it in the corner of your house. Did y'all have one of those? I don't think so. What were those? Ostrich feathers? What were they? I, I don't know. Huge, like, plume things <clears throat> in a wicker milk jug in the corner of your house. And that's when I think of Michael's and Pier 1 and that era, you know. You think of wicker and brass? <clears throat> wicker and brass, yeah. Cheddars. I think of cheddars. <laughs> wicker, brass, and the really great chocolate sundaes they used to have there. But when I think of 2016... I think of Hobby Lobby. Hmm. I'd rather go to Hobby Lobby. But Hobby Lobbies didn't have flocked Christmas trees for $129. And this is a nice one. Seven and a half feet tall. And Melissa has done a wonderful job. What she's what she did she had a vision. And uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was on board with it. You weren't? Well, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. You weren't on board with my vision? The silver and gold flock tree. And it turned out dreamy. It's you good. You gotta trust me. It's good. Hey, and the, and I can't cook. 
And I'm not a very good housekeeper. And there's lots of other things I don't do well, but I can decorate a Christmas tree. She can decorate a Christmas tree. (laughs) And then we have a white tree that she did in pink. And what color would you call that? Pink and light blue and mint green. Mm. Ooh, it's dreamy. Ooh, it is good. But you wish you could see these things. Maybe we'll put up a home tour video. You know, I've tried to do home tours on the blog because, you know, all the bloggers do that. Mm-hmm. But I cannot figure out for the life of me how to make it look good in pictures. Oh, yeah. It doesn't do it justice. It winds up looking like pictures that they put on, like the the realtor puts up like a yes, picture of a room. And you're like, I can't tell anything like. about this room. Yeah. Those but bloggers, I'm, you Well, know? I've heard that whenever they do things like that, magazines come and shoot your home. They rearrange everything. They do. You've heard that before? Yeah, because I follow the nester, you know. Right. And when and she Maybe was you told me that. Talking one day about a magazine coming to do a photo shoot. And they move stuff around from all over her house and then they use some of their own stuff in their shots. See, that explains it. Yeah. Maybe that's what they do on the home tours and the blog. But we can maybe figure it out. Maybe it has to do with the lens that you use on the camera. Could be. I don't know. It's definitely operator error of yeah, some kind. Something's going on. But it's you've done a lovely job decorating our home for Christmas, dear. Oh, and, and we've had fun this year introducing the kids to some Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. We showed them It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. Which was neat. They loved it. It was such a good one. Emerald wanted to watch it again today. Oh, really? And I said, I can only watch that one once a year. Yeah. It's too emotionally draining. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary, too. There's some scary parts in there for little kids. And I showed the kids Holiday Inn, one of my faves. I didn't watch that with one. With Bing Crosby and yeah. Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. What else have we done this Christmas? We've done a ton of we stuff. We had a Christmas now, pageant. Now things are kind of settling down a little bit. Oh, it's good. You know, for me, my what's your favorite part of the Christmas season mm, what are my options i mean what do you mean out of what mm, like kind of i'll things? describe mine my favorite part of the christmas season is i w- we might be in it like maybe i either like it from maybe the 10th or the 5th or about the 15th you know where it's it's christmas time but People are still at work and they're still kind of in the zone being productive. And then and then I do like that run up to about the 20th. And then once I realize it's almost here, I just kind of like, well, it's over now. That's terrible. Does it make sense? No. So obviously the best time is starting about right now okay. leading up to Christmas Day. So we're about to enter the golden hours of the christmas season yeah but then they're over so fast i kind of like the the looking forward to it that's what this next week is no it's our once the kids are out of school uh, i things are too wacky i like it when i like christmas time and kids are still going to school that's what i like that's nuts well i'm not in school so for me it's still good i like the routine I like lack of routine. I like getting up in the morning and going to my job. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, you have a great job. (laughs) I do have a good job. It's like read your Bible, pray, read. And I like getting up in the morning and not going to a job. It's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was telling somebody we're talking about you know church work. And I was like, you know, for a pastor, sometimes like the the quiet, peaceful place in your life is your office. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you're in control there. And uh, of course, in a church office, it always, it's always different. You never know what's going to happen. But that church office can be a very peaceful place. Love it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I guess every little part of the Christmas season, I just, it, you know, it seems like that's a long time, like a thirty, like a month. It's like a month of Christmassy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once Christmas is over, man, I just want it all back in the boxes. That's how I feel too. Yeah, it's just when there aren't presents under the trees anymore, it just looks too forlorn to me. I know. And I told the kids, I said, don't you love, like when we started decorating, I said, don't you love coming out here and getting all these, we have all these totes full of just overflowing with Christmas stuff in our storage shed. I said, don't you love coming, isn't that your most exciting thing? And we were so excited to get all that stuff out. And, and then it's kind of sad to put it all up. But then right. the next year, you get, you get to take it all out again and remember everything. You're really bringing me down. I know, I know. It's just that's the thing about Christmas. You're already sad that it's over, and it's not even. I know it's yet. not even the fifteenth yet. <laughs> that's how I am in life. It's like I can't enjoy anything because I'm just like. Mm. Yeah, but it's yeah. like when it's actually over, you're totally over it already because, you know, I have really, really major mm. post-Christmas sadness. Remember, there's been several years when I've sat on the couch and cried <laughs> on Christmas because, night because it was, because it was, it was over? over. Oh man. And um, by well, that time, you're already like, "Hey, hey, man, let's big deal. Yeah, it's coming next year. Spring break. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll be fun again next year. Yeah, when it's over, I'm over it. But, but I, I do kind of am jealous of the Hanukkah thing because I like the idea of the of this of the holiday stretching over, you know, multiple nights. That's why it's good to have kids because <clears throat> you can do your Christmas and then you go to. One grandparent's Christmas, yeah, then another grandparent's Christmas, so that kind of drags it out. But it's over. That's why the the most magical part of Christmas is Christmas Eve, like that night, you know, mm-hmm. and you go into bed it's and you're like, oh, it's my favorite night of the year. It's, we're having a Christmas Eve sleep, and mm-hmm. then we get up, and this year's going to be awesome to go to church. And, and yeah, the kids put on their Christmas PJs, and it's just, they're so excited. Oh, my should gosh, we say so Should we allow kids to wear Christmas PJs to church? Or will they or will they want to get dressed up? I don't know. Well, I'm asking you a question. Can you I not? think they should get dressed. All right. But that would be kind of fun if they were all just in their PJs. If you were going to do that, you would need to do it at the Christmas Eve service. We could maybe do that. We'll think about it. Anyway, how I feel about it is that when Christmas is over, I am done with winter. Like, what is the point of winter time once Christmas is over? (laughs) I hate cold. Everything is ugly and gray. And I'm just, when Christmas is over, I just wish we could go straight to summertime. Yeah. I like it cold, though. You know, I I've don't. enjoyed, and they say it uh, on the news, possible snow Saturday night. That's what the kids told me. Yeah. 
I mean, I am the girl that all my friends tag me in those things on Facebook where the girl is wearing some fuzzy thing that goes all the way up over her head. head. Because I'm always cold. I'm cold right now. You are cold. And I'm wearing a gigantic fuzzy robe (laughs) and fuzzy pants. You didn't have to tell everybody that. I mean, I'm wearing an evening gown. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in my tux. <laughs> I'm wearing a tie, right? You are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing a tie, and you're wearing fuzzy pants. When Chad was a an attorney, he would sit around at night until he went to bed in his suit, jacket on, <laughs> tie, and dress shoes. Yeah. Until it was time for him to get in bed, and we stayed up late. I didn't want to change clothes again. You would sit around in that suit with your shoes on until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was comfortable. I walk around barefoot everywhere. He's never done that. His feet are smooth like a baby's body. <laughs> <laughs> when I was little, we used to go around barefoot a lot. But ever since I became like a man... I've worn shoes. I think you should wear shoes all the time. Who was it that had to deal about putting on shoes before you answer the door? Do you remember that? No. I I think a good reason to wear shoes is because your feet stink. <laughs> My feet don't stink. Well, I don't know if yours do or not, but I know our kids <laughs> do. The other day we had we had an open house. That's another thing. That's kind of a Christmassy thing that we do here at um, the, the 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 parsonage. Uh, we invite everybody over for refreshments and uh, we have the house all decorated well that, during the course of the night you know all these kids will come and uh, they go into the kid they go into our kids room and uh, I walked in there and they were sword fighting with all the lightsabers from Star Wars stuff and and they all had their shoes off and it smelled like a locker room in there and and then there were as it as it had that funk from like ten different church kids and their stinky feet, like all these nice old ladies were walking in there, <laughs> like all of our sweet senior adults. They're like, "Oh, look at your room! Oh my gosh, I think something died in here." <laughs> it was pretty bad. And I was like, "Y'all put your shoes on! My goodness, <laughs> get some Lysol." Yeah, it was it was really bad, stinky. So I wear shoes because, for many years, I didn't know that you were supposed to actually scrub your feet. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. How, That's why men need wives. I didn't know how wash rags worked. So I don't know. Apparently, I'd gotten lazy. I think you were about thirty when I taught you that. <laughs> you were like. Are you actually scrubbing your feet? Yeah, the water runs on it. I mean, you know, get some soap on it. I I wash it with soap. You're like, you need to scrub your feet. Don't just soap them down. (laughs) Yeah, so that really really changed my life. I'm much cleaner now than I was in my 20s. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. I finally figured out Mm. bathing. (laughs) (laughs) I was remembering the other day whenever I I was... uh, Telling somebody how, after my surgeries, you know, every time I have surgery, which I've only had surgery twice, so three times, but after my surgeries, that I get in this weird mode, partly due to the <laughs> the drugs that give me, I get really sweet, 
And then I really, I just don't want to wash my own hair. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> Melissa has to give me a bath on how much I like it when you wash my hair for me. When I'm high on whatever the painkillers are. Painkillers do make you extremely romantic for some reason. Yeah, and I just send people text messages telling them how much I love them. <laughs> I miss you, man. You're such a great friend. Oh, you know, shout out today. Shout out. I got an email from Mike Lee. Really? Uh, Facebook message. That was awesome. Uh, blast from the past. But uh, <clears throat> Shout out to Andy Rogers from that era in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, Mike was talking to me about some ministry things, and it was really, really encouraging. So, I don't know why why I started talking about that. Oh, just remembering people that I love that I never talked to. Oh, yeah. yeah. That you text when you're on painkillers. When I'm on painkillers. Yeah. So, it was nice to talk to him without being on, or I messaged him not being on painkillers, and that was good. So, and rare. <laughs> Not that I'm rarely on, not that I'm always on painkillers, but when I'm on painkillers, when I'm not on painkillers, I don't talk to people I know from the old days. Yes, you do. It's very rarely. You just don't text them that you Sweet things, them. Yeah, yeah. Just text them mean <laughs> things. <laughs> You're a failure. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Unless they are. But, well, I think this is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> We didn't really plan any material, did we? I didn't really want to. Twi- it's twenty-one minutes, and yeah. we haven't talked about anything. Anything substantial? Yeah. Well, let me tell. Let's let's go into what we're doing here. Um, so, I am writing. So let's talk about the blog for a minute. First off, congratulations on this morning getting up, and Tim Challies had posted your article. Uh, about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which was inspired by the Gospel Project lesson <laughs> last week, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, and when we came to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I thought, oh man, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Sunday school, that is so second grade. And it was a really good lesson. It was a good lesson. <laughs> it was a really, really sparked, you know, and during, our, during this era where there's such you know, capitulation to the culture is how I, how I describe it. I mean, we, we are letting, and it's really nothing new. <clears throat> Since I've been a Christian teenager and kind of paying attention to things, I've noticed that the culture really does dictate, the popular culture really does dictate a lot of what Christians do in churches. <clears throat> so I'm sure, um, you know, where you, you were you were you were kind of an Amy Grant Michael W Smith guy lady I mean girl <laughs> <laughs> I was a Stephen Curtis Chapman yeah and so if you can remember that time it's like there was a christian answer to everything that the culture was doing so if if you know the culture was putting out movies and so christians started to make movies and they're still doing that today um there was Chris, there was heavy metal music, and so then there was Christian heavy metal music. There was mm-hmm. country music got big, then there was Christian country music, and there's like always been an answer. Even you know whenever uh, just a couple of years ago, when when all the uh, uh, all the music started to sound like real heavy on on like four beats, you know, home we're going home. 
Home is wherever I'm with you. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. And those guys that did the dun 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 dun. Hey, you know, like the, oh, there was yeah. like there was like bands where they would hey every every few measures for yeah. a while. And then all the Christian people started doing hey and all their songs and doing four on the floor and all that because we we just kind of copy like the the Christian church has gotten this mode where like something's cool let's Christianize it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then we'll have a Christian version of it that is an alternative to people. So, so that's happened in every area, even in going to church. Oh, they uh, people like to go to the theater and sit in theater seats. Let's let's take out the pews and put in theater seats. Uh, what do people want when they go to a church? Well, they want to feel good about themselves. Uh, you know, and uh, people want to feel good about they self help books are really selling well. <clears throat> so the church seems more kind of morphed into this thing that was more about self-help and meeting felt needs and and that so the culture is has just been dictating to the church what the you know what the uh, church should should do and and the church has just been you know copying the culture and that's all we've been used to doing is just copying the culture and so now we're having all these problems where the culture has taken a hard left turn on you know sexual ethics and and you know, made such a huge. Um, there's been such a huge shift in the understanding of marriage, the understanding of sexuality, um, and and things like that. And and since the church has just been used to all these years, and I read an article on this. I can we can post it. It was really it was talking about Willow Creek Church and so on. But since for years the church has just been reacting to the culture instead of react uh, instead of just acting on the culture or transforming the culture when all this all this stuff has happened now the the, the only thing the church knows how to do is just react to it and some of the reactions aren't good mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think that's where the whole gin hatmaker thing went you know as we said well what do you expect uh what do you expect the church should do whenever we've been used to just reacting against uh, reacting to what the culture says this is cool and so then the church finds a way to kind of christianize it and that's what they're doing with with sexuality well i've we've got another um i think that's kind of where the shadrach meshach and abednego lesson was really powerful is talking about at what point do we not bow down to the culture at what point do we through our actions do show that Christianity is reasonable. At what point do our actions even transform the culture and change its character? And maybe some people don't think that's possible. Like, well, that's never going to happen. We just won't need Jesus to come back and take over. And then some people's attitudes are, you know, the culture can be transformed by the kingdom of God. That we can start to see, see more of God's kingdom presence on this earth as the church is growing and advancing. And we have seen that throughout history. Things got things get better when the kingdom of God advances. Slavery ends, and people are treated better, and, and marriages do better, and children are thriving. You know that's that's part of what. Whenever the church is transforming the culture instead of the other way around, things quit thriving and, and flourishing. So, I, I was um, thinking about this in the context of churches not. Uh, churches canceling their services on Sunday. And so I've written, Melissa's only... You mean on Christmas Day. What did I say? You just said on Sunday. Oh, yeah, on Sunday, Christmas Day Sunday. So I'm I'm trying to think, what do you call that? Christmas Sunday. Churches are canceling church 
on Christmas Sunday, and I looked back, you know, and they were talking about it in 2005 and 2011, too. But I, I wasn't aware of it then. It just would seem unthinkable to me. But this year, it seems to be a trend. And uh, Melissa has watched my. I mean, it's 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 funny how this has bothered me so much. Do you think it's? Do you think that's silly? No, I don't think it's silly. I mean, I I, I think. When I, I, so Melissa asked me, do you want to write a guest post about Christmas, um, about the Christmas uh, Sunday being canceled in some churches and why we should do it? It's been really hard for me to write this post, so I don't know. I'm, we were gonna put, were you gonna put it up tonight? And then I said, hold off. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, it still needs a little work. Um, I don't want to come off like a jerk. I don't want to come off judgmental or legalistic. I think there are, you know, there are a lot of reasons that people have, you know, these pastors who are canceling the churches. But right. I think that, I mean, to me, the main thing is, is that we are the church. And what a shame if we don't provide an opportunity, at least, for people to come together as a church mm-hmm. and worship Christ on Christmas Day. Yeah, well, it's, it's, that seems like a like it would be an just obvious. But I would say, as much as I'm upset about churches that, that say, so I think I've my reaction has been okay. I'm upset that churches are canceling, and then as I've re- pondered it and reflected more on it, I've thought my beef is not really. I'm not trying to say you. Sh- here is why you shouldn't cancel. I guess what I really want to say is, here's why you should have church. It's not not that I'm trying to be negative. I'm saying, no, it's more than just um, why you should, you know, why you shouldn't cancel. Whenever you think about, what are you looking at over there? Is a kid up? No. Okay. Um, you're making me nervous. I'm losing my train of thought with your dancing eyes. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I saw a bright light over there, and I was just making sure it wasn't a reflection of a fire in the kitchen, no, but it's not. Yeah, so <laughs> the house is not on fire. But I think I think that my reason why I'm saying this is what it's a great opportunity for us to not bow to the culture. Mm-hmm. And the culture says this day is about family. This day is which which is a great thing. Um, this day is about materialism capitalism being lazy watching movies um traveling whatever it is at some point we we just say look even all those great things are not don't don't eclipse our commitment to gathering together it only happens every seven years so every so like every seven years or four years or whatever because of leap year however it works out but you know every so often like every seven years this happens and so every seven years, yeah, things are different. You've got to rearrange things. It's going to impede your travel plans. It's going to, uh, you know, you're going to have to get up wherever you are and go find a church if you're traveling. Or you, maybe you come home early from your parents on Christmas Eve, whatever it is. It might inconvenience you a little bit or it might not be, you know, the the family Christmas that you think of in your mind. You mean, but, you mean if you're a pastor? Well, I'm talking just about anyone. just anybody. Okay. Yeah, for a pastor, though, I mean, it, you, you we usually have a Christmas Eve service. So for a pastor, it doesn't matter anyway. 
going right. to have a Christmas Eve. You're going to you're going to get back up and go to church on Sunday morning. Uh, you, you know, we are used to Christmas Day being because of Christmas Eve services. You're used to the Christmas Day thing, kind of being affected by your Christmas Eve service. And but most people are, of course, most people are having in your in your church community. They live there. They've lived there all their life. Their kids come home to them. Well, you know. For, for, for a lot of people, that's the experience. A lot of visitors come to the Christmas Eve service. But I'm just saying for a regular Christian, we got married. I don't know when we kind of made the commitment, but it was early on, that we wouldn't miss if we could if we didn't have to. So wherever we are, we go to a church service. And I don't think that's legalistic. I think it's that we think the church works. Like we've really, like our marriage in many ways has been shaped by being members that are committed to the local church mm-hmm. that we're going to be there every time there's a service you know we were there sunday uh sunday morning sunday night wednesday night i mean we weren't always real just like dogmatically faithful about attending on you know evenings or, or whatever but you know maybe on, we didn't go on wednesday during law school but we were there sunday morning and sunday night and we just went to church mm-hmm. and um and I think we found that it worked in our marriage. It strengthened our marriage. It made it made it better. And so now, you know, when I see churches just say, "Well, yeah, we just want to give people a break. We want to do this," or you know, we 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 don't think anyone will show up. Um, I think, well, what a what a what a blown opportunity. Because what I remember about Christmas Sunday mornings is that they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Like some of the like my favorite memories of church service is. Especially that one in Wake Village where Christmas fell on a Sunday, and it was just so fun to get up and to lead that worship service. Loved it. And it was packed. Mm -hmm. It was really packed. So I don't know. I I think every pastor is thinking, well, is anybody going to show up on Christmas? And I think they will. They will. Our our church should show up because I told them all if they didn't show up, I was going to judge them. So (laughs) I don't know if they care if I judge them or not, but... And I was said, I'm only halfway kidding. I will judge you if you're not there on Christmas Sunday. But at least, here's my plea to you. Uh, and, and I am always, uh, I mean, as many, usually about as many people as that show up for a church service listen to our podcast. So I, will, so I think it's important to say it. Wherever you are, find a church to worship in on Christmas Sunday morning, and you will love it. Agreed? I agree. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've talked too much. Did you say, did you have any comments or, on my Christmas post? No, I'm just looking forward to you finishing that so we can put it out there and let people, out there on the blog. that people argue and get mad at me. Um, I'm uh, trying not to make it a thing where people would be mad at me. I'm trying to be pretty reasonable. But I, but I think when I, I put up a, a polarizing Facebook post where I said, this is why, you know, you should have, you should, your pastor, I was basically saying your pastor shouldn't cancel church on Christmas Eve. I mean, Christmas Day. Um, the, the, the church should gather. And if they don't come out, we'll have a worship in Olney. And the responses to that from pastors that were canceling church, um, you know, I was just kind of thought through those, and I really don't think they apply. I don't think we're being legalistic. Um, I don't think we have a narrow view of church. I just think there's a great opportunity to have church on Christmas Day and to if to remind not just the culture, but to remind ourselves what's important. So I hope that you'll do that on Christmas Day, and I promise you'll love it. So. 
that's my plea to that's you. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Go to church. All right, we'll wrap it up. All righty. Do you have any words of wisdom? You want to give any more final shout-outs? You're just um, not, not talking tonight. I'm not thinking. I, I'm not good at thinking of people to shout-out to. Yeah. I don't know. Molly Milmo. <laughs> Shout-out to Molly Milmo. Molly just Milmo is married. my new favorite name. Yeah, I love her. Molly Milmo. Yeah. I'm glad she's in Olney. Me too. So, I love those Milmos. They're all quality people. All right. Well, it's been good to um, talk at you. Now it's time for us to go eat our no sugar added ice cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Melissa said, do you want to do a podcast before or after ice cream? I'm like, Psh, I need a reward. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. not easy to talk about yourself for 36 uh, minutes, 45 <laughs> seconds. And yet you did it so beautifully. I talked way too much. I'm, shout out to Jackson Chang. He's gonna say, Chad, you you should let Melissa talk more. But you just don't feel you just not talkative tonight. You know, I was just listening to you. Yeah, I know it was kind of like your podcast, and I just hogged it. At what point could I jump into that monologue that you were giving? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I get so tired of listening to myself talk. I don't. Yeah right. I don't. Yeah right. I get, I'm tired of me. I get tired of my haircuts, too. I got a new one today, and I was like, I love it. And then it turns into one I don't like. I it looks one. good. Yeah, she did a good job today. Okay, so that's all we have. We want you to ha- if we don't do this before Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, um, Happy Spring Break, and Easter, just in case it goes for a while. Hopefully we'll do one. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to be a little more a regular little in podcasting. We've been really, really busy, and I know you have too, but we wish you such a Merry Christmas, and let's just all try to remember that what this is really about is celebrating the greatest gift that God ever gave. Remember the season for the reason. <laughs> Bye. Bye.